1: Welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. We're two sisters on a mission to entertain and educate by learning from women who live a purpose-driven life. Be sure to subscribe and
2: rate our podcast.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. Today we have guest Jasmine Sadri. She is a radio tv podcast personality who co-hosts the nationally and internationally syndicated morning show morning coffee an absolute radio country (laughs) we're so glad to have you you have nearly two decades of broadcasting under your belt and you've been featured in espn (sighs) forbes cosmo the washington post nfl.com and so much more We cannot wait to ask you questions and pick your brain. Jasmine, thanks for being here.
0: Thank y'all. Oh my gosh. I'm like 20 years. Thank God for Botox, number one. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's funny, um, the outlets that you were just mentioning, um, they seem to pick up on my random opinions Mm -hmm. and rolling with them and, you know, whatever, I'll take it. (laughs) I mean, are they the things you want to be shared in the media? Because sometimes it could be like, oh. You know, since I was a kid, I've always just, I've kind of always been an open book and nothing is really, I've just always been opinionated too. And I'm just kind of the school of thought of whatever I say, I stand by. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've just never really been afraid to express myself. <laughs> and so, yeah. And I think that's why I guess going into broadcasting worked for me because I just, you know, I have just always kind of voiced whatever I wanted to say. And I, It it took me a while to get to a place where because, you know, when you're young and you're you're still trying to get comfortable in your own skin and and kind of find your way, you second guess yourself a lot, you know, and confidence kind of comes with age and with trials and and with kind of going down your own journey. And so as I got older, I just kind of didn't care anymore. And I don't mean that in like a mean or um, insensitive way. It was just, you know, if you're going to say something, stand by it. And if someone doesn't like you for it or disagrees with you, that's okay. Because then you're just being your authentic self, you know? Do you have any kind of filtering going on in your
2: brain? Or it's like, you trust yourself and there's so much trust in who Jasmine is that it's like, okay. Uh,
0: You know, um, yes and no. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, The filter, the filter obviously comes with, okay, you know, who am I in a room with? Obviously, I'm not going to just be a wild banshee and start, you know, saying things that, you know, are inappropriate (laughs) or anything, but I also,
2: yeah, yeah, now listen, I I mean, listen, know your environment,
0: know your environment, (laughs) number one, and I have a sailor's mouth. So, I. and this comes from just, I guess, I don't know, growing up being a tomboy and then being sports for so long you get desensitized to so much because you know guys talk guy stuff and it's funny because (laughs) there are times where there would be guys in my field they're like oh my gosh I think you can actually like offend me and outgross me I'm like yeah don't play that (laughs) you know (laughs) so I just I just kind of learned that the filter comes from your own instincts and then also like y'all were just saying know the room, right? You don't want to be that person, but you also want to always stay true to yourself. And so standing by what you say, standing by what you believe and knowing that whatever you say, inevitably there's someone else out there that, you know, kind of feels the same way. So you're not alone necessarily in what you're saying, but I just kind of feel like the older I've gotten, the more I've just kind of fallen into this being comfortable enough in my own skin to say, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to kind of be me unapologetically me. And that is so hard to get to because, you know, as women, I think too, there's this certain standard, right. Of, well, you know, you're a woman, you're not supposed to say that, or you're not supposed to act this way. Or, you know, uh, this is how women are, are you know, ladies are supposed to act and girls are supposed to act. And so I just kind of feel like who says, you right. know, carve your own path, say your own things, have your own mindset and, and you know, stand by them. Be a woman and be proud about it, you know, and don't don't have somebody else dictate what you should be. Right. And if
1: you want to find a pink sloth on the black black internet or whatever the black market go look for it yeah you know it's what just... are you
2: talking about you guys <laughs> <laughs> let's let's delve into uh, that
1: i was listening to the morning coffee and you're like i'm looking for this sloth on the black market or something oh my gosh I was
0: tracking up really that was probably yeah. how many episodes here's what's funny so i've been doing the same morning shift for Almost twenty years, and when you get up so early and you do what you do, like it's so funny. We we joke about how. So I get up at like two forty five, wow. when people are tabbing out at the bar is when I'm getting up <laughs> and getting my day started. And so you know, there's so much that you do that you forget about that it's that's such a blur. Um, and it's funny until you brought that up. I was like, oh my gosh, that's right. We did talk about that. Um, yeah. So if you listen, if you want to <laughs> go buy a sloth on the black market, as long as you're not hurting anybody or the sloth, you yeah.
2: do. I think if you're going to buy a sloth, you might be hurting it.
0: You might. <laughs> like, well, it just maybe, might that's just how it will be. <laughs> maybe you're buying it and saving it from something and then putting him or her into the environment, you know. Um, and that's yeah. the other thing, too. It's like, you know, <laughs> be you, but just make sure you're not hurting yourself for anybody else around you. And yeah. everything. I think right. that's a big part of like,
2: you know, all this freedom we have in 2021 to be like ourselves is to always do that self check in, like, Am I hurting anyone by sharing this or myself in the long run? Yeah. As we see like the downfall of Chrissy Teigen, which is a great thing. I think <laughs> her ego is through the roof. Someone oh, it suffered. was
0: obnoxious. She's you gross. know, she's yeah. gross. It's gross. It's not, it's not, uh, it, it's seeing some of that. And that's another thing I'm glad you brought up. Yeah if it's anything that I've ever emphasized to, to to young people, to young women, whatever you put out there is in words. And mm-hmm. even if you delete it, someone will screenshot it and yes. it still lives. I mean, so- I
2: screenshotted people's weird stuff. And then 20 minutes later, I'm like, Sonia, look at this and it's gone. It's gone. But
0: I still have it. But you exactly. still have it. Exactly. And so that just kind of goes back to how are you presenting yourself? and as, And what's really... Really unfortunate with Chrissy, and really disappointing. It's like, look, number one, you're a woman. Be better. Yeah. You know, what this bullying culture? Number one, how old are you? Number two, you didn't think any of that stuff was gonna come back at any point and bite you in the bottom? Like you didn't- telling
1: an, a, like a child to take your own life is so disgusting. Yeah. Like, oh my god! not matter I don't- who that person is or their background or what they're doing or wearing. It's no like, one deserves that. Where was
0: that self? Nobody. This is not you. Cell. And you are a mother, you're a wife, you know, and, you know, you represent brands. There's just such a trickle effect of, hold on, let's kind of, let's step back and go through the filter of, should I push send on this tweet or should I post this? And, and I mean, I don't know. A lot of times you see this, this uh, hurt people, hurt people. And who knows who hurt her, right? And it's tremendously sad if she was hurt to also but also you're married to john legend i'm sorry be better thanks yeah. you know?
2: there's just so much privilege and then she just took advantage of it and yeah.
0: super and just saying some of just the beyond deplorable things telling people to end their lives and just things like, like what are you doing and i don't know maybe this opens the conversation for her own mental health and i think yeah. To be really honest with y'all, over the last year and a half, this emphasis on mental health, I love because there are so many people that are struggling. So many men and women and young children, teenagers and kids that just don't know how to, you know, when something's wrong, something's wrong. And it's okay to be not okay. I hate to use that cliche, but it's, it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to talk about it and to continue to destigmatize mental health because inevitably all of us are going through something and everybody around us is too yeah so.
2: i think it's like not even okay to talk about it it's a must because it's I a must if you acknowledge it it's your job even if you're in a dark space to figure it out and that's probably by sharing you know what i mean like it's like oh. okay, not be okay but it's like we want you on this earth you're valuable like yes. let's figure this out and there's so many people out there like us and you and just so many hotlines and Brands and companies and people that are willing to help anybody with you know, a, you know, a
0: text message. Absolutely. And now it's become acceptable, thank God, way too late, yeah. but at least it's here, right? And it's interesting because I had my own sort of, so back in 2018, um, I had left a really, really toxic work environment. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was one of those things where I'm the kind of person that my career has always kind of been my baby and I've never walked away from anything, I just haven't. Um, I've been very fortunate enough to leave one situation and then go into something else, and so it, it's been consistent for so long. At that point, it had been, gosh, seventeen years of that. So it wasn't till my current boyfriend now, who was like, "Hey, you are just not. You're not happy. This is not a good environment. You're, you're, you're not you anymore." And I didn't realize just how. Bad it was until I'd walked away. And at first I was like, okay, I pulled the trigger. I walked away. What do I do? I don't have anything waiting for me on the other end. This is so the first month and a half or so I was like, okay, I'm catching up on sleep. This is great. You know, I'm, I'm journaling more. I'm really starting to plug in because for so long I was go, 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 go. I never took vacations, you know, with what I do this field, you just, you're always constantly going.
2: Well, isn't it scary? Because like, if you're not there, someone else is going to suck. Someone else is. You might even have that microphone when you get back.
0: Oh my gosh. I mean, and you're told, (laughs) exactly. You're told in this industry, you know, you're, you're replaceable, you're expendable. There's always going to be someone hotter and younger or someone that we can get for cheaper. And that's the thing that they hold over your heads. And it's so abusive. It's remarkably abusive. It's so toxic anyway. So the environment I was in, I had a program director say to me and my female co-host at the time when our male co-host or our male host was out on vacation that her and I could not do the show together because quote, he couldn't have two silly little women hosting the show. That was just one. Oh, that was just, oh, that was just one. And I'm telling y'all the ridiculousness of that environment. We could be here all day, but that was one of the things that I was working against. Right. And it was like, and look, I've done this long enough. I've had people, I, I've had male managers who, you know, tried to assert that whole, I'm a, oh, whatever. When I was in sports, it was, let me, let me mansplain to her that, you know, when a team loses, <laughs> put the winning score first. And then, the, you know, and it's like, you know, but this, this whole two silly little women thing on top of everything else that I was going through, I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. So I leave month and a half in. I start to really go into a dark place where i 'm like okay i 'm not working i 'm not creating, and i 'm a creative i can 't stand still and when when the stillness occurs, while stillness is great, the growth is in the stillness the the scary and the dark is also in the stillness and I hadn't realized I was burying so much because going like I was for so long. Breakups, deaths, anything that was traumatic—I just kind of went. I never dealt with. So in the stillness, I just sat and had a lot of time to think. And then on top of that, it was okay. I'm not getting any phone calls on all these jobs that my you know agents going after. What's going on? You know, money is now starting. So all these things are just you know. So I will never forget. It was a Tuesday and this was in November. So it was like about two months after I left and I just couldn't stop crying. I could not stop crying. I didn't know why I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to see anyone. I was a, and I am a social butterfly. I love my friends. I love going out. So I am not an introvert by any means. And I didn't want to do anything. I didn't, I was starting to just lash out at the people around me, I was angry. I was sad. I was just, I was in a bad place. And so at that point I knew this is not good. And I didn't know what to do. I was doing anything. I was, you know, drinking more and I was just doing things that weren't, that weren't good for me. And so out of nowhere, one night after I just stopped crying for a moment, I was like, I need help. And I never fully said I need help because I've never, when I'm stubborn, shocker, number two, I just never stood still enough to know that, uh, I'm not okay, you know? And so I found this, I randomly Googled therapist near me. And at that point I was like, I don't care. Oh, he's got a nice, pleasant face. Let's call him. So I called <laughs> him and left him a message and I was sobbing in the message. I couldn't even get out. Hi, my name's Jasmine Sadry before I just started crying. And I said on that call, I don't know if I want to be here anymore. Like, on this earth, And I knew saying those words out loud, like, whoa, you know, and I'm like, all right, you said it, it's out there. So now it's out there. And what do we do about it? So then I started seeing him and therapy has really helped, especially the last year and a half too. Um, and if it's anything that I can emphasize, mental health and getting ahead of things, traumatic things like breakups, feel them. Check in with yourself. Don't bury it. Because inevitably, I mean, I was dealing with trauma from a breakup when I was 19 years old. I'm about to be 40. And that kind of stuff was coming up in my therapy sessions because I had just gone and gone and gone and gone. I hadn't dealt with the death of my dad. I lost him to cancer six years six years ago. My solution was, all right, I got to work more because I got to bury it. And that was my safe space. Because when you know, inevitably things in life go wrong. Life's life, right? You're going to lose people. Breakups are going to happen. Things are going to happen. But my job was always there. And I threw myself into that. And it always, you know, saved me emotionally. Uh, but what I did realize is I was using that as a giant band-aid for almost 20 years. And it wasn't until I stopped and sat in the stillness it's when I realized, okay, we got a lot going on here. Roll up your sleeves, girl, because we got some stuff to do.
2: Now, what really stood out, well, thank you for sharing that Honestly, Oh, absolutely. For transparent, because I, that's the majority of people have felt yeah. these feelings and what you're saying about the silence, like there is so much like going around like social media and stuff. And like so many coaches that say like, you know, the answers are in the silence and all that kind of stuff and the growth, like you mentioned, but there is all that pain there. So no one's really interested in going there. And especially like as an American culture, like. We are go, 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 and hustle, 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 and let's be bosses, and all those things. So it's just like, you have to be brave to go into that silence, and like, you were one of those people that did it.
0: You know, and it's interesting. It is scary, and you're right. We are a society that is completely brainwashed into thinking, oh, well, if you're sleeping, then you're slacking. That is so remarkably unhealthy. It's so you have got to take care of this because if you don't, nothing else in your life will work. It just won't. Yeah. You've got to take care of yourself physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. All those things tie in. And when you're in a society where it's like you said, oh, boss babes don't sleep, the boss babes take on what? 60 different things. Who started That's not, that? I don't know, but we need to end it. Right. It doesn't, the, the hustle game, you're not, I hate when people do this on Instagram. Let me, let me brag about my hustle game. Okay, awesome. So you're overworked, you get no sleep. Everything that you're posting about on Instagram, which is great through a filter, but that's not real life. Yeah. You hate your life. You're probably dealing with something. You're not being authentic with yourself or anybody else. And you're miserable. You're you're probably doing things that are unhealthy, to to have to mitigate all that and this culture that we've created we and like you said who started this like let's let's it's unfollow like, and block like, them yeah and like
2: women get like a chance now you know and yes like, the chance we're getting is to be like, like into totally world. like just it's too much pressure
0: we already have pressure it's right? too much pressure we do and you know women oh. let's yeah no kidding and women oh. let's Let's lift each other up. Let's, let's not tear each other down. That's another thing that I've also found in this. I have always been the girl that's, yes, girl, go get them. You know, if I have a resource, I'll help you. So oftentimes in this industry, and look, they, they create this narrative for us to be pitted against each other, right? There are some females that I've worked with in this industry who are very much, oh, no, that's my information. I'm not sharing it with you. Whereas I'm like, "Oh, you need help. Um, I know these people. how about, you know, you talk to them. I have never I've never understood, I will never understand it. I've never understood the opportunity to help someone. If you are ever given the chance to help, always help, because guess what? Someone helped me along the way. Yes,
2: and It's the right. right thing to do. That literally happened to me five minutes ago before this podcast. I was at my office. I'm a realtor as well. It's uh-huh. powerful. And all these women were helping me figure out because I just started and they were all helping me. And I was like, Why are you helping me? And they're like, Because I remember what it's like doing this, and no one helped me. So, even that, yes. like maybe someone didn't even help you, but you remember how shitty you felt. So oh, terrible. Help it's- someone if they're new. Like, say hi. It's a, like it takes a lot to be like a new person in green and like learn a new skill or career, especially like in the middle of our lives like this. So oh I appreciate gosh. that so much.
0: Yes. And see, and you never know. And it, it goes back to just something as simple as you just don't know what an interaction that you create can do for someone that day. Even something as little, little, little as helping someone or smiling at someone or giving them a compliment or just, I don't know, everybody's going through something, man. And it's, it's. Reach out a hand if you can, if you can do anything, just always, and my mindset is always just pay it forward. I'm a big, big believer of what you put out to the universe, you get back. And that's something that I I am a big believer in universal energy and power of positivity and, you know, just, just cause and effect. And if you have the chance, we all have the opportunity to be good 24 hours a day, seven days a week, just do it.
1: Yeah. Just do it. Why not? I, I was watching one of your shows. So I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna do another band girl like band girl. Oh Thanks, no, girl. yeah, no, I, I love it. It's so interesting because I really resonate with your story because like your environment matters so much. So it's sure. like you spent twenty years being like, have a thick skin, have a thick skin. Like deal with these men just because you have to. You yeah. know, if you want the job. Right. So you said that you had a rough few years mm-hmm. and that you had to get out of your own way and stop keeping score of everything wrong going on in your life. Yep. And we had to start capitalizing on the positive. Yes. So I think that's a yep. moment when you are in a dark space, it's like, it you don't want to hear like, be positive, you know, have a healthy mindset because you just, sometimes you just can't because the cloud is you in your brain and you just can't do it. But you have yeah. to have that moment and that courage to be like, Wait, I need to stop tally marking everything that's Mm. wrong with my life.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that. And it wasn't until I went through therapy that I could put a label and a name to what I was going through because the people around me were like, when I was going through my dark place, oh, you're just, you're being so negative. Stop, just snap out of it. And I was like, you don't understand. This isn't me. I don't know what's going on with me. I honestly feel like I'm losing control of who I am. Like, I, let myself go in every sense of the word. I wasn't taking my care of myself physically, emotionally, mentally. I felt like I was going crazy and it was terrifying me because I didn't know if someone was to ask me who I was, I couldn't even answer you. And that's where I started because I was always very like, you know, strong. I know who I am. This is me. And I didn't know at that point. And so it wasn't, until I went through therapy when the therapist was like, look, obviously there's depression, but you have severe, severe anxiety. And I'm like, anxiety, I, yeah. I have a public job, you know? And you would think yeah. someone like me and they were going, you know, line iteming things like, you know, pan- have you had panic attacks? I'm like, yeah, I just thought it was just weird nerves. Like it was just, you know, you're getting excited about, you know, doing something, doing a show or being on stage or whatever it is, right? And I never, and I, and I would, it was like, I would compartmentalize it and not really feel through it and, and, and talk about it. And so it was the anxiety and the depression that was keeping me in that dark, pessimistic space where it was like, geez, Jasmine, you're so hard to be around. Will you just, will you put a pep in your step? Will you just smile? And that is honestly the worst thing you can tell somebody yeah. who is going through major anxiety and depression if it's anything I can tell someone is please don't do that. And please understand that everybody's going through their own journey to get to the other side and having to really dig deep and do the work. The work is hard, but man, it is so worth it on the other side. I can tell you as I sit in front of y'all today that the side I'm on now is so much peace and so much positivity and so much, I'm just lighter. It's like I shed so much of the stuff I was carrying with me for so long. And as I look at 40 now in September, I I'm so excited. Like whereas the last couple of years what I was, was living that? in this, yeah, I was living in I this. Has to be celebrated,
2: and like I think it's so important for us to prevent a lot of that stuff. Like you're saying, like stop and process. If there's a big trauma in your life or even a small wound, like don't let it get too deep that you can't fill it in with gold and like make it good.
1: Even Absolutely. enjoy. joy. Like, I I have a yoga teacher and he's like, after you have an experience, like after this wonderful podcast, like give yourself five minutes to process it and be like, I really enjoyed that conversation with Jasmine. We're always off to the next thing and we don't even like mm. sit and let things like seep into us. Breathe.
0: Yeah. yeah. And we don't just that, talk. That felt good. That I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. And you should. And you know what? I just, We just don't ever, cause again, we're in a go, go, go society. Like, to, okay, you've got your podcast and then okay, you're going to go do this. I've got this. I know this is on my schedule. I've got these these things to do instead of just relishing in, wow, we had a great chat with another human and I learned something or walked away with something that challenged what I originally thought right and not that you're going to have these whoa amazing oh my gosh <laughs> like mind-blowing not mind-blowing in that sense but every time that you connect with someone like right here as we're connecting there is an energy that we're in right now we are taking on each other's and, and i'm not trying to sound like some weirdo but like oh, it's real there is real energy and you absorb the energy of the environment you're around and when you stop to just really talk to people and just learn and listen, the power is in the listening. The growth is in the listening. The growth is, I, listen, I'm the first person to, you know, I can't shut my mouth. And I learned that once I shut my mouth, I grew and I learned and I was challenged and it put me outside of my comfort zone. It put me in other people's shoes. And, you know, I've been doing this for so I've interviewed hundreds of people and you take away something new with each, you know, interview in my, in my space. So why wouldn't I do that with just conversation in my everyday life with anybody you connect with here on the podcast or the person that's checking you out in the grocery line or the person you're walking in to pay, you know, gas when you pumped, like you just don't know. Just, you don't know until you do it, you know, and I just feel like we don't do it enough. That's why I'm so happy we were in LA
1: for 11 years and we kind of removed ourselves during the pandemic. And you just see the totally different lifestyle of the people we're meeting here in the Pacific Northwest. Like they want to get to know you. They want, you know, they want to be your friend. They want to be super giving to you. And it's interesting because in LA, it's like, let's have a coffee date. What can you do for me? Yeah, exactly. No, but it was always like 11 years of like, what can you do for me? We're tired, we're Jasmine. Like, we're what? tired.
0: Oh, girl. What do you want? Yeah, Let do? me tell you. Girl. And
2: and one more thing just nice about Idaho <laughs> is I'm going after this after I say my gratitude list for doing this. Love the gratitude but list. My friend, your friend is like, come over and pick cucumbers and Kale and all of my like bounty from my garden. Amazing out of town, like yeah, that's so nice. In LA, they'd yeah. be like, "I'm gonna still charge you twenty five dollars." Yeah, then <laughs> <You> mail me <laughs> for looking at it.
0: <laughs> no, it would be. Do you want to meet at Nobu? It's so. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, and again, it's the environment you're in, and that's so critical too. Taking yourself out of whatever's toxic in your life, whether it's a physical place, like y'all were talking about or an emotional or mental space, clear that because life is too short and you've got to put yourself in an environment. That's going to tee you up to succeed, whatever that is. And success doesn't necessarily mean a title. That doesn't mean a CEO success could just be, Hey, I'm mentally happy. And that's success enough, you know, find your happy and connecting with nature, things like that. What I've, and I love the gratitude list thing that you were talking about, because that's one thing on my journey. Oh my gosh. When there are days, Where you can, I mean, little things like the other day, I went to go pick up my dog's um, heartworm and flea and all that stuff. (laughs) Normally it's like a hundred bucks because I've got two dogs. Well, when I went in last time, they were like, oh, um, you know, whatever the brand is, is doing this uh, coupon today. So it's 25 bucks off. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's 75 instead of a hundred. And I was like, awesome. And that was a win. And the more you sit there and think about the little wins, it puts you in a space of just good energy and things don't affect you when you start to go man I got a lot of really good little things happening even though yes okay fine something catastrophic happened catastrophic you got a lot of little good things that you're overlooking because you're so hyper focused on this
2: the true abundance like feeling instead of lack and abundance everyone thinks like money and of course that's part of it but it's like it's that feeling of like Everything is going my way. The universe has my best. when you do these gratitude lists, that's what the outcome is. That's what you get to, uh-huh. like, you know, feel. So yeah. I think that, I think that's one of the best things I've ever learned as well. Is that? Oh gratitude. my
0: gosh. And it's so hard to physically get yourself, because it's human nature to want to be like, oh, well, this sucks and this sucks and this sucks. I can't believe this is happening. Woe is me, my life. The, until you, again, the stillness, until you shut up and sit down and start to write just even little things. What do you, you know what? I'm grateful that I had a great cup of coffee this morning. Yes. I'm grateful that my dog laid next to me last night. I'm grateful that instead of a hundred bucks, it was 75 for dog. Per, and then once you start writing it out, it's almost like, whoa, I can't stop. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. I start to realize I'm an idiot. I'm over here crying about, you know, or wow, my, my parents are still on this earth or right. wow, I've got great friends or- you know, wow. I had a great interaction, you know, any little thing. And once you start just writing it down, it's like, I have a lot more than I thought I did, but I can't get out of my own way. <laughs> this morning
1: I was on my way to hot yoga and I was riding my bike and I was trying to, uh, hello, overachiever. <laughs> yeah. So I was trying to fill up my back tire. Cause it was flat. And then I let all of the air out. Oh, no! And then I just, I was like, no, you know, like yes, and not, not a good thing to happen right before yoga. Then no. I was like, thank God I have my sister's bike right here. Ooh. Yep. So then I changed my mindset and just rode her bike to yoga, and then I was like, yeah. I'm okay.
0: I'm. It okay. shifts it. It shifts it, and it's such like almost like a butterfly effect. It's like you can stop this this chaos with one action. So like you could have easily made that go, well, this is going to ruin my entire day. I'm just going to be grumpy and grouchy to everyone around me. I'm going to hate everything about life and I'm going to start to find, well, geez, my tire went flat and now this happened and then this also happened. And then I went, you know, I went to my favorite coffee place and they were out of what I wanted. So then it's so easy to go through this just... Wormhole of how much everything sucks instead of easily shifting that. You shifting that mindset was like, great. Yes. What else on my way today? What else There's can I do? Bikes, not one. <laughs> look at all my bikes. Look, look at, at all my, my bikes. bikes. Just all the bikes. You know, it's just when you shift your, it's, and it's so powerful. And I know someone, look, I used to be that person where it's like, okay, great. So I'll line item things that I have. They're great. Awesome. It'll put me in a great. It's not until you are it, you do the work and you're on the other side for you to be able to truly take that in and be grateful for every little and big thing you have in your life.
1: Yes. I love that. And you're the host of not one, but two shows. So you have a lot going for you. Absolute radio country. I'm interested to know, how do you feel about the rise in women in country? I feel like women have the best lyrics. Yes, they look bomb. They're wearing what they want. They're not like all poofy and like no, you know, crying and sobbing over their alcoholic husband. It's like oh no, I no. am so I am so thrilled with national right now.
0: Yes, yep, and you know it's a long time coming, and it's interesting because it's like this this female empowerment had its little run in the '90s, right? Shania and Faith, and go down the list of 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 women that Reba, you know, whatever. But this younger generation, this crop of women now that are just no nonsense, you know, Carrie and Marin and Carly and Kelsey and go down the list. There's so many. And I, I, this, female empowerment of here i am hear me roar i don't care and like you're right it's not about my husband it's about me i'm singing about me and i'm owning my sexuality miranda that's another one my god i can't believe i forgot her it's hey i'm talking about having a one night stand
2: miranda was like the crossover between the nice women that were it was a little more enraged and now it's like more free and this is who i am like you're saying yes miranda is very cool
0: Miranda is who she is, Gunpowder and lead and yeah I'm gonna talk about uh hello, yeah, I had a one night stand, not proud of it, but I did it, men do it. why can't we? you know and i I love that women are owning that space we're owning who we are, our identity, our sexuality in country radio, and I love it and and now people are starting to embrace it. I can tell you, I was in meetings before where program directors would absolutely overlook the female artist's new single and just play the men. and It was always about the men. It was always about the men. And it's like, you've got to be kidding me. And so seeing this now and it's, I mean, it is like kicking the barn doors down. We're here. And it's it's not going anywhere. And I love it. And it continues to grow. These girls continue to come out and not, you know, uh Casey Musgrave's another one. I mean, I my know. goodness.
1: Casey and then Ingrid Anderson. Ingrid,
0: like, hey. oh, she is divine. <laughs> Ingrid, um, Kaylee Hammock, I mean, go down the list. They're all these girls yeah. that are Cam. Cam. Cam is just <laughs> darling too. Oh my gosh, see it? I love this. I love yeah. that there are so many that we're forgetting. Yeah. That's well, a great problem.
1: I was listening the other day and there was this song on, I think it was by Lauren Elena, where she's talking Yes, it's being, another one. Where she's talking about being ghosted. Mm. and yeah. was, All of us have been there. And it was such a good song. And I was just yeah. like, I'm just so glad that they're actually singing about Real. things that actually happened to us.
0: Yes. And not, oh gosh, my goodness. my You know, I'm just a good, you know, woman to my man. You know, it's, good okay, Christ that's great. And well. yeah, and it, yeah, and it has its, <laughs> yes, yeah. And it no, has I'm its place, yeah. right? It has its place. But I mean, right. honestly, I think, oh, and of course let's not talk about, I keep wanting to say the Dixie chicks, but it's the chicks, right? right yeah. They're also just like, kicking the doors down here we are yep. you know and they started with i mean my goodness they talked about goodbye earl and killing a guy that wronged him, you I, know like i sang that
2: like one saturday ago with a bunch of new friends yes. like the girl, i was like let's see if they're my kind of girl and i pushed
0: <laughs> that and then we're friends forever it and the forever boys, the boys were like are they gonna kill this us is, well, <laughs> well listen don't act out. And you won't have to worry. Yeah, don't act no. This is up to you. You this get decide to how you. this
2: ends. They yeah. decide how this
0: ends. It's <laughs> really tough. simple. Don't beat up another human. And, you know, you get what you, listen. I mean, if I'm going to start a fight, I'm going to expect someone's going to defend themselves, right? Yeah. Not that I'm, you know, going down the road of wanting to kill someone and put them in my trunk. But, um, yeah, so they, they were another one in the 90s. I mean, just all these women that kind of paved the way. And it's so funny, that this generation now is wanting to gravitate to that 90s country sound which has been really awesome to see that whole generation kind of seeing that seeing what it was all about and trying to revisit because it was such a magical time in country the 90s were incredible for country music and now, seeing that now
2: interview these powerful women what do you talk to them about do you get to get into this nitty-gritty of where this like voice and this power is coming
0: oh from? yeah Oh, yeah. So a, a lot of how I approach interviews with folks, obviously, we talk about, you know, what they're promoting, clearly. But I don't, like with me, kind of going back to what we were talking about, I find every conversation with anybody that I come across, whether it's y'all, whether it's an artist, whether it's an athlete, whether, whoever it is, whether it's, you know, the, the person that just delivered my mail, we have an opportunity to connect with people so many times a day. And when I talk to these people, the artists, the celebrities, the athletes, it's, hey, they're still human. So let's talk about you. How are you? How are you? And inevitably it gets into this conversation about life and we just start going on and on about spirituality and really great conversations have been had in that space. So yes, while you're like, oh, tell us about your new single. Oh, tell us about, you know, the game winning catch, whatever it is. I love to peel back the layer of finding out who the person is. Cause I've always been a curious person. Even when I was a kid, I would talk, you could ask my mom, I would talk to anybody that would have me, anybody, because I just love learning about people. Everybody has a story. Stories are just, it's the stories that people have are written in their journeys and their scars and their victories. And like, I just love learning about people because we can always, it's always an opportunity to learn and grow when you talk to someone. And so that's kind of how I take on my interviews. I do what I'm supposed to do, but then I just talk to them like people, you know, and a lot of people in the industry, they'll do what they, okay, I've got my five questions. I got to get out for my, you know, news director or my program director. And then, okay, thank you. But you never stop to go, okay, questions are done. How are you? how yeah. was everything? How's life? What was your win today? What happened to you today? And and inevitably, you just start to see these people just kind of shed the armor and just talk. Because I think once you get to a certain celebrity status with these folks, I think people feel like, Oh, I can't. I can't ask them about that. Well, why not? They're human. They probably want you to they probably want you to go, Hey, how was your day as opposed to, you know, so tell me how you came up with your band name, yeah. you know, talk to them like, humans it's a myth
2: it's It's really a myth because like they obviously you know have that star power and a lot of people don't like and there there is a reason they're there sometimes like they are pretty cool people and it's sad that we don't get to like get to know that and like their why and how and all the real things that could help everybody like elevate and you know build a big dream life like they all have
0: absolutely and it's interesting there have been interviews that you know and I don't I don't want to really want to name names because it, um, I kind of feel like it's three in a name name. It's Just one one name. name. Um, <laughs> initials. One name. Let me see. As far as gosh, I know I've, ugh, I've cried and laughed in so many interviews. I'm trying to think of who the recent one was that I. Cri- oh, it was. Garth. Yeah. And this was, oh geez, probably four or five years ago. And he had come through Dallas and um, I was, so he was doing this whole like uh, thing for, look, Garth is always winning something and he's always crushing some sort of record. And it, it escapes me right now, but he was in Dallas celebrating it and all the stations were invited. And so we all kind of got a couple of minutes with him. And so we were, it was kind of like this open sort of area where they were like serving champagne and people are just kind of, you know, walking and talking and Garth is kind of making his rounds. And so at one point, uh, he'd come over to where I was. I would have flew to champagne. Maybe alcohol was in the mix and this probably wasn't good. And I was all up in my fields and I just lost my dad not too long, uh, before that. And Garth was a big thing with, you know, me and my dad, my folks loved country music. I was raised on it. And so that was just one of our things. And so I, remember drunkenly telling him you know you know just sobbing I'm like crying to Garth Brooks in (laughs) my
2: and
0: like what and he is like legitimately one of the best humans ever and you know he was very he was just he looked at me and he kind of had like you know watery eyes and he's like it's okay and I'm like you know like a like a complete psychopath but the fact that he did that when he had so many people to shake hands and you know whatever and I just, you know, that was one of the moments that stood out for me. Like I said, y'all, I cry on all that. Like we get we get deep with some of these artists Heck and yeah. celebrities and people because, you know, you just kind of peel back that layer. Um, we cry, we laugh, we, you know, do all kinds of stuff. But that was the one of the recent ones that I can remember. And it was, and poor Garth, it was a whirlwind. He's just going through the, cra- you know, and he's doing his thing. And he, pro- he probably doesn't even remember that specific incident, but I remember it. And I remember standing there with my champagne flu going, "What did I just do? I think I just cried into Garth Brooks' shoulder." That's awesome. I, mean, I probably if need you another. You
2: wanted to connect. You wanted to shoot your shot, and, and he's yeah. the person to do oh, it. Oh, he's he
0: amazing. So much and love. Oh, he's amazing. Oh, he's amazing. And my host on the show, Paul, um, he had a connection. You know, a story, a Garth story, and and Paul had lost his wife, and uh, the and Garth hadn't talked to Paul since everything. And we had a moment with him where Paul kind of got emotional and Garth got emotional. So Garth is a very God, he's such a great human. Yeah. Um, he and Trisha both. And yeah, that's just a, Yeah. So we've cried with Garth multiple times.
2: So I just I wanna make sure that like we get these tips from you for our girls or any woman or person that wants to shift gears and maybe get into media or, you know, broadcasting or or really just any kind of career shift, but like specifically like How could, what are some tips of how to like find your voice and how to get yourself out there at the beginning of, of a media career? Cause a lot of women want to do that. And like, I remember I wanted to do that growing up and my uncle was like, no, 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 no. You're going to have to be a teacher or a nurse because no one, like no one's going to want to listen to you or see you after. Oh
0: my gosh. Well, number one, that's terrible. Yeah, I know. Uh um Joan...
1: also held up pictures of jessica simpson and said this is what you're supposed to look yes, like she did when we were 16 when we eight, kind so... of did look like that yeah.
0: like we were
2: skinny with six packs and like you know we're oh and, and you, you talk is... about
0: well and those girls in that era now look you're dealing with a britney spears who look right. at this poor girl is so mentally and emotionally yeah. destroyed and so was jessica for a while i don't know if you read her um book that she just put out i say just maybe a year ago. Where she talks about, I mean, the industry was beyond gross to those girls in that like heyday of the 90s, 2000 pop era. They were pitting all these girls against each other. You're not hot enough. You're not skinny enough. You're not talented enough. Your boobs need to be bigger. You need to lose weight. You know, like nothing was, and they pitted all these girls against each other. And it was, it's, it's gross. But if there's anything I can advise, number one, as a young woman, do not listen to someone who says you can't. You can, you can, you can, you can, you can. And then I'm going to say it again louder for the people in the back. You can, you can, you can, you can do it. Don't listen to someone. Cause I had, I mean, I had people slamming doors, people telling me I wouldn't ever amount to anything. And I was like, all right, you'll see, you'll see. And that actually happened to one program director had told me, this is when I was gosh, 19. I was really lucky to get my start in a big market. Um, Again, people who, extended their hands to me. I do the same now. And so long story short, I was filling in for someone who was on maternity leave. And I walked by his office after um, the show. And I heard him screaming and cussing at someone about how I would never amount to anything. I was terrible. And I knew I wasn't. He just didn't like me for whatever reason. So I heard that. And listen, when you're 20 years old, and you hear that, it was like, maybe he's right. Maybe, you know, I I remember going to the bathroom and I remember crying and I was like, what does he know? He is like 40 years older than you. He's an old fart who doesn't understand, um, moving with the times he does. set in his ways, you know, stop crying. He ain't worth it. Get out there, hold your head up high, stick your shoulders back. You better, you know, walk like, you know what you're doing. And it wasn't until two years later, we were at an event he pulled me aside and he always called me kid. He's like, Hey, kid, come over here. And I was like, Okay. And I was always very respectful because, you know, you don't want to give them fodder, right? They already think what they think of you. Kill them with kindness. It's what I, you know, was always taught. And growing up in the South, it may not be genuine, but, you know, <laughs> uh, kill them with kindness. So he sat me down. And he goes, I've been doing this for, you know, whatever, 40, 50 years. And you were the first person to prove me wrong. There you wow. go. And I looked at him and it pained him to give me a compliment. He was the kind of guy that he didn't dole out compliments and even hated. It was almost like if he said something nice, he had to turn around and, oh, <clears throat> that didn't happen. You know, <laughs> he said that to me and I was like, and I kind of had this, like, you know what eating grin on my face. He goes, don't just let it be what it is. And I was like, okay. So then that to me was like, not that I needed that validation, but it gave me that full circle. Now, you're not always going to get that validation or the full circle, so don't wait for it and don't expect it. Carve your own path. Don't listen to people saying you can't because you can. And now where we're at, oh, my gosh, this is 20 years removed. Women now have so many more opportunities than we did 20 years ago, especially in sports. There was It was laughable. for. And now look at what women are doing as far as broadcasters go in sports. Like, hello, and we're officiating. Like, come on. It's, you know, the world is ours. So- For any young woman who's thinking of going down that road, have faith in yourself, know that you can, and don't ever compromise. Don't ever compromise your beliefs or something that you wouldn't do just because someone else says you have to. If you've got someone coming to you saying, well, you need to lose weight to do this, or you need to okay, then this job isn't for me, then this avenue isn't for me, I should never have to fundamentally change something about myself for you to accept me, because you should accept me as I am, because what I have to provide is invaluable. And not compromising, you know, who you are, whatever that looks like, whether it's physically, financially, the role, um, know that you can and you're enough. And if they won't accept you for that, that's not the right place for you. Because it's all about environment.
1: Yes. Yep. amen. To so that. powerful. Mm-hmm. We always end our podcast with the question: What makes you feel the most alive?
0: What makes me feel the most alive? I would have to say, outside of like the Nordstrom half yearly. Um, hey, I haven't heard
2: anyone say shopping, which I was literally talking to my mom <laughs> yesterday and was like, well, "Hello. You taught me right? It yeah. does feel good to go get a new outfit. Yeah. It,
1: it really
0: does, does, especially when it's on sale. Yes. Yes. Yeah,. It's uh, hello. We hello. Don't, we don't Yes. Pay don't pay full price. So, so, that's yeah. another thing if I can impart to you, don't pay full price. because you don't yeah. have to. There's way wait too many two
1: weeks. Wait yeah. way too <laughs> many.
0: Yes, Wait two weeks. Um, <laughs> what makes me feel alive? is taking care of myself and i realized i wasn't doing that and i was i was saying other things were keeping me alive like okay i joke about shopping but other things were fi- like oh going out oh buying a new bag oh trying a new wine like those are all band those are all great things but those were band-aids and what makes me feel alive is taking care of my mental emotional and spiritual health because it has completely made me feel Not like a totally different person because I'm still me, but like I'm free and the sky's the limit for me and there's no ceiling. Whereas before I felt so constricted and okay, here's the bar. I guess that's it. Like there is no ceiling. I'll create that ceiling, whatever that is. And I think, you know, finding, yeah, finding beauty in the pain and finding beauty in the journey because the journey may suck and it has a lot of times. But at the end of it, you're going to look back and go, I am so grateful for every moment of that journey because it's made you who you are now.
1: That's a great answer. A great answer.
0: So now let's grab wine and go to a half yearly sale. Let's go. That was so inspiring.
1: Thank you so much. Oh,
0: well, thank y'all. You guys inspire me. And I love the message of your podcast. And I love that you guys are doing this. This is incredible. You guys are paying it forward and people need to hear this message and people need to be in this space um, that you guys have created. So thank you. Thank you. Where can
2: people find you?
0: Oh, my goodness. If you just uh, look up at Jasmine Sadry, I'm that everywhere. So I know, thankfully, no one else has my name. So it's super easy. J-A-S-M-I-N-E-S-A-D-R-Y. There it is. Um, those are my clothes by the way hi working from home hello we just <laughs> exposed what's going on um but yeah at jasmine saddry everywhere the jasmine is my website and i promise you i did not want to put a v in front of it i hate that just feels gross coming out of my mouth but for whatever reason jasmine was taken so it's the jasmine saddry oh, i love when i
2: see some just like nor- normal quote-unquote normal yeah people. they am like you have like 89 followers we know <laughs> it's you <laughs>
0: maybe <laughs> maybe they have aspirations i'm not gonna you just listen you should you know what no ceilings baby no, no <laughs> one has ceilings no all right ceilings. i'm gonna go get my new url yes <laughs> ma'am
1: go so do it church.com.
0: thank you jasmine thank, thank you. you bye bye
2: thanks to our guest for more information on her see the show notes
1: Please hit subscribe if you have not already. That way a new episode is delivered directly to your feed every week.